folks. Bullet points 716 is back. We are in January of 2020, and the University at Buffalo Bulls basketball team has opened up Mac play 0-2. Show sponsor, Wester. If you're smart, what do you do, Masar? You freaking buy your car from Mike Bunt. Buy from Bunt. Hashtag buy from Bunt. No questions asked. I'm your host, Degenerate Al. I'm joined by Ty B, Kevin Masseri. Guys, I mean, it's a little frustrating when it's January 10th and I have to deal with UB Bulls group chats, text messages already saying, fire Weitzel like that. And other people are saying they don't want to go to Cleveland this year for the Mac tournament. And I get it. We've been so spoiled these past four, five, six years where they're in the NCAA tournament or they're guaranteed to play on Saturday. But I mean, there's a, there's a game on national national TV tonight against Miami of Ohio. And it's, it's a, we're in a very depressed state of UB Bulls men's basketball. Kevin, I'll start with you. Uh, there's there's nowhere else to start here, guys, but the fact that the team has dropped two conference games. It's now January. I've, I've been told the out-of-conference schedule won't matter this year. What they did there isn't, isn't important. And to wait for the MAC play, because this team will roll through the MAC still, not happening. The MAC play some defense, as we have seen. Um, I mean, they got bodied by Eugene German in the first game. Absolutely no answers um, to be able to stop him anywhere. I mean, he was taking anything he wanted. The, I mean, teams are shooting at least eight to twelve percent higher field goal percentage against Buffalo. I mean, they are getting the one thing I'll say is they seem to be getting these these teams best. Like these, I mean, and you have shooters shooting twelve to fourteen percent over their normal field goal percentage. That's got to go down to the defense, guys. I mean, there's there's nothing else to. And then this national TV game against Miami, where it's basically an even game. I think UB is getting giving a point. I don't know. I mean, it's just it's just too much for me to handle right now that Miami, Ohio, by the BPI or by the basketball power index is favored to beat Buffalo. Uh, it's just something I never thought I would see the day of, um, you know, potentially starting your season three, uh, you know, and three and then limping into Miami or excuse me, limping into the Ohio game. I mean, there's there's issues across the floor. Um, Ty, what have you seen? I know you you watch the games back uh, just recently. I mean, I've seen a lack of hustle. I've seen a lot of one-on-one ISO ball. I've seen guys trying to pump up their stat sheets and their individual, you know, Instagrams right now, which is something disappointing. You know, I'm always for promoting yourself, but I don't know. I, I'm never a fan of losing and then going and up, upping your Instagram stories. I think that needs to be addressed by the coaching staff. And I mean, this this is this is about as egregious as it starts. Um, you you went out and you hired a guy based on the ability to keep his players intact his team intact. Basically, you know, the, the past regime got a lot of heat for maybe recruiting before they were gone and, and all this other stuff and maybe trying to sabotage the program when really, I mean, you had a coach that potentially said, well, you can hire me and, and get these eight guys back or you can let, watch them all leave. Um, so Devontae Jordan said in, in an interview with the Buffalo News, or I believe it was a spectrum, I can't remember where he said that, you know, you would lose half of this team. Would that would that have really hurt him at this point? I don't know. Um, but uh, the, the five recruits they brought in, only one's producing tie. So kind of where, where were you at in the first two games um, to date? Yeah, it's it's absolutely a worrisome time for all Bulls fans. We all thought they could probably put this together, and that was a big win 
over Bonnie's, who's finally put things together this uh, so far this season now that um, Asunye's back. And I think, you know, some of sort of the problems that were we saw with them blowing that lead in that game are really coming back to bite them hard in MAC play right now. The defense just is not there. You're not getting a full effort for for the full 40 minutes. It's just not there at at any point. You have no one that can play down low with any sort of consistency. And Ball it really shows stretches, but you got to take him out to get him some rest. And he continues to get himself into two, three fouls early in the game. So he's got to come out even earlier than you would like to, and you bring in Hardnet, and now you get Brock back, but they still are not offering really anything. You're not getting any bench scoring, and that is a huge problem for this team because besides Javon Graves, he's really been your only consistent scorer. I believe he's the fourth leading scorer in the MAC right now, but no one else is doing anything consistently. It looks like a whole bunch of guys who are playing pickup ball at the YMCA. This does not look like a Division One. Uh, college basketball team so far in MAC play, you go out and you lose by 20 points to Ball State. That's that's an egregious loss. Every other game in the MAC um, on Tuesday was within seven or eight points. Besides the Akron Western Michigan game, and Akron is a top team in the MAC, towards the top of the MAC. Western Michigan's not very good. Like, are, are the Bulls going to be in that category where we're going to be getting beat by 15? 12 points consistently throughout the max season i really hope not they shouldn't they have way more talent than they're really letting on right now and it's it, there's a lot of things that we're gonna have to worry about i'm i'm worried about tonight and that's what i'm talking about i thought going into this year this was a very talented roster but i mean ty you were mentioning you know graves you know who's leading some scoring in some categories but you look at him against northern illinois yeah, he scored 16 points. He was 5 of 19 from the floor. And then you go to Ball State, Graves is 6 of 15. You know, 1 of 6 from 3 against Ball State, 2 of 10. So he's 3 of 16 from 3 in two games. Plus you're giving up 88 and you're losing the MAC home opener to Northern Illinois, where you're a 7-point, 6.5-point favorite. It's just... Bulls fans are kind of in a frenzy right now, and it's not good. I mean, people are pretty much jumping off a ledge. Yep. I mean, Cracking now you, fears. Now, exactly. Now you got to play Miami tonight. And where Kevin just said, you're a road dog again, which you're rarely a road dog in Ball State. And now you're a road dog in Miami, who's 0-2. Granted, they've lost to 2-0 Central in the division and it, it played a tight game on the road in BG, but it's scary. You lose this game. You fall to Owen three in the Mac East to start the year cab. And I know it's early. I know it's only the third game going into January, but like you said, you got these players who are pretty much posting all this stuff on Instagram after the games about, you know, their hype up videos. You're Owen three with Ohio coming to town and Kev, you brought up how these teams are playing their best games against Buffalo. Well, get used to it. You've been in the tournament the most out of any team in the MAC. You're going to have a target on your back, whether you're 0-2 in the MAC or 6-2 in the MAC, because you've been there so much recently, teams want to beat you bad. And this is a Miami team must win at home tonight on CBS Sports Network, Kev. Yeah, and see seven and eight Miami team really struggled in, in, in large parts um, throughout this season. 
Um, they've, they've got a couple wins under their belts against pretty poor programs. I mean, they've lost all the games, you know, back-to-back loss against Wright State, Evansville, um, I mean, Northern Kentucky. I mean, didn't show up against Louisville, um, lost their first two MAC games, and made a good competitive road game against Ball, uh, Bowling Green. Weren't in much of that. Um, I watched a lot of that uh, Central Michigan game. It, it was semi-close, but they just didn't really look like they were going to grab it. It's not a good – this isn't a good basketball team. Miami Ohio is not a good basketball team. They have a good player in Nike Savandi, a guy I've always liked to watch to play. I think one of the best guards in the MAC, similar in NIU really, but Nike's not quite as good as German. And then Delonte Brown is probably better than um, James of uh, NIU. So they have a better second player, um, but the first player's not really been close to German, but he's good. A little bit more of a rebounder, a little, little can do a little bit more of everything. Plays a little more defense, and German does too. Not much else on this team. I mean, D.D. Grant, an eight-point scorer. Uh, Mikey Larry, good name, nine-point scorer. But it's it's really not a good basketball team. Bam Bowman, who um was said to beat beast out nick perkins and maybe beat ub last year is not having a good season uh it's not a good basketball pro, uh, team to me um outside of a couple of individual players ub right now is actually ranked 69 out of out of uh, 350 in luck meaning that this schedule to date the schedule the one that they just lost two games in the mac play 60th top 60 in the country in luck of their games meaning make a long story short nine and six is actually that that means that they're, they're actually having a lucky year to be nine and six i agree they pulled out some early ones um that they maybe couldn't have shouldn't have um and it's it's been rough i mean you you're ranked in the ninth in the ninth um different grouping so the last grouping of defensive efficiency 340th um i mean you're down there with the likes of marist high point arkansas pine bluff kennesaw state incarnate world i mean these are they're playing the defense style of of, of those type of teams right now it's just it's just absurd and, and they hired a coach that was the defensive stall world on, on the last couple of years get out of here it was, it was Nate Oates and his energy I haven't seen an adjustment I haven't even seen them defend the pick and roll the Damon forward actually absolutely annihilated um UB earlier in the exhibition I was told that that he was a d1 player maybe not maybe that was just UB not being able to play forward defense Ty what do, what do you see there um especially as you come into this game tonight and you got another couple forwards here, Delonte Brown and Bam Bowman um, in in this matchup. Yeah, there's all sorts of issues all over the board defensively. Um, The communication just isn't there. That pick-and-roll defense isn't there. It's something that this team has not struggled with over the last three, four seasons. It was – there's just so – there had been so much communication and knowing, you know, where everyone's going to be, what they're going to do on – every sort of play you know Devonte is getting over these screens quickly but then the forward steps up on the guy and then you know they got a wide open man underneath and and he's got a layup just with someone you know jumping up at his back and he can just easily go up and under and we're seeing way too many of these open looks and it just needs to stop and there's been no sort of adjustments we see it you know, working in the first half of a game, it's the same thing that's working in the second half of a game. Army came out and, you know, pounded them down low on the block and absolutely no adjustments. Um, in some of these games, we see, at least these past two games, UB makes a little bit of a surge in the second half, but that's something you have to do when you're down. It's sort of like uh, Dave Gettleman saying that the teams, you know, who are passing more didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, they were passing more because they were losing. Like you're trying to get up as many shots, you're trying to do what you're what you have to do. You're trying to be more aggressive, um, so that you know offensively those 
it, those things don't even look like adjustments to me because they're still not even playing any sort of acknowledgeable form of offense. They just seem to be running around. You see everyone trying to create their own looks. Um, the only person who's really able to create anything on their own right now is Rondo, and he's not getting a ton of minutes. And he's not doing it consistently either because I think he's dishing it off a lot. And the ball is just not cycling back around because too many guys are just trying to t- go face. Um, Nickelberry's doing it too often. Janathan's doing it too often. Although he has been a lot better with it the past couple games, um, it's just when the three ball is not going for this team early, they get they get behind and they have no way to claw back because no one's coming off that bench to save them this year. And that's that's a huge problem. There's There's no bench contributions these you know these guys that gabe grant and everyone else who was brought in to you know have some sort of a contribution the quill harden it they're just doing absolutely nothing it's a negligible effect they're they have a, a bigger negative than a positive al so i tybee i agree with you 100 percent. but kev what is your opinion on the squad this year when it comes to having this kind of roster it's still a very talented roster. I mean, if before the season, people, you know, obviously you lose Oates, you lose some key recruits, you lose a lot of seniors, but you still thought this squad would pretty much be in the top three, top four of this conference. No excuses that this team couldn't get to Friday, at least in Cleveland during the MAC tournament. So in your opinion, is it, is it the coaching like, what is it that why can't, why does this roster right now seem so dysfunctional? I just think it's a bunch of random ballers. I mean, you have it's I've heard the excuse across both land of it being continuity. You're not going to sell me on that because you have Graves, Jordan, Janathan. Um, you had Antoine here. You had Ronaldo. You had Gabe Grant here last year. These are guys you've even had Brock here last year. These were guys that learned under Oates that studied with Weitzel that were, were the main reasons that this guy was promoted into his position because of the continuity of the squad and the ability to practice underneath them. Yes, there were guys that they lost that lost, you know, that played a lot of minutes. However, these guys were here in this system, um, should have been ready to step in next man up mentality. Is the system good? I don't know. I see a lot of ISO ball. I'm, I'm struggling to understand why we're letting Antoine Johnson, who is a good player in his own right, played really well at MTSU, shooting 32 percent is that the player is that is that the scheme it's tough for me to know at this point but i it's got to go with the scheme just because the coach comes in with a 500 record studied and did a lot of stuff under oats and and, and has had some better years there but the player did did regress and then you have gabe grant a guy shooting 32.8 percent shouldn't even be allowed to shoot the basketball anymore guys i mean that that is such a low number um it's it's not it's it's not playable um, at least on offense. And and then you have another thing that really concerns me is here's a key stat I'm going with, the turnovers on this team. 1.3 turnovers per game from David Nickelberry, a guy getting 8.6 minutes. I mean, that's like a guy that oh, – I don't need – I mean, that that's that's – extrapolated out that's that's a uh, you know a combo guard turning the ball over at a four four turnovers per game clip if he got real minute i mean he's turning the ball over in an egregious clip and so is his team tie yeah that's been one of the biggest problems and they're giving up too many easy quick baskets right back on transition because of that and that's what that's one of their biggest problems is the first half is very sloppy often and they find themselves behind and like 
I've talked about you know earlier on in the show is they have no way to scratch and claw back because then they have no consistent way of scoring. Then you're you're uh, left with you know Javon trying to hit step back threes on guys because no one else is getting any sort of open looks. No one's taking the open looks when they get them because then they get scared and they just keep trying to go to the rim over and over and it doesn't work. Um, I I can't tell you how many times we've had you know guys pass up open shots and travel and just turn the ball right back over. It's it's absolutely terrible at a Division One level that we've had so many of these little mental errors that can be easily corrected. These are things you need to be focused on throughout the game that you shouldn't be making any sort of mistakes like this at this level. If you want to have you know professional aspirations in basketball, like the five guys who graduated – Last year, I believe all five are playing, or at least four of them are playing professionally in some level. And if you want to be able to reach that level, you have to learn from what they set before you, and those expectations are high, and this team is not living up to them at all. And it, it, yeah, Al, I don't know. There's so many things that you can point to with what's wrong right now, and it's it's going to be tough to figure out how to, fix things for this team right now because all around whether it's you know consistent offensive scoring or poor defensive play and it just feels like i'm talking about the buffalo sabers right now al it's just it's it's real it's real tough for me it's awful i mean ty b kev i'm trying to have a watch party at my house tonight i can't even get anyone to watch the game with me how sad is that yeah it's It's gonna be me and you in your living room alone it's a Friday night national TV game, and no one's interested. No one cares. It's a like I, like I said today in the group chat. It's a very spoiled fan base after what's happened these past five six years. It's just you know it's very frustrating. I got a couple questions for you guys before we wrap up the show. I got two for Kev, one for you, Tybee. I'll start with the one question for both of you. I want I want to ask a quick little preview of the rest of the season. First, where do you see the team? Tom Cleveland, do you see them? Can they, is there any chance they can go on a run and be a top four team still? Do you see them middle of middle of the pack, or God forbid, do you see them playing a home game to get in to the MAC tournament in Cleveland? And my second question, just for you, Cavs, what's the deal with Fagan? Is there any update there? Have you seen anything? Is he coming back? Because I know he's a, he's a guy that could give the team some post presence. Six eight, what do you see in there? Yeah, we'll start with Fagan. Um, I was told he was practicing looking good, but may try to get an injury redshirt somehow, um, just due to the fact of where they're at. I think two separate injuries would give him an eligible. So he is a senior year anyways, would get him an eligible sixth year. I've heard through the grapevine that um, he's a potential transfer candidate. So I I, I don't know what's going to happen, but I would assume that he would play at some point. But as the two games went by, it's not looking likely. It's looking like he might entertain that medical redshirt might be trying to get his his injury um, tape out there that, you know, he's ready to go and maybe play for a different program as, um, you know, maybe maybe be able to play in two seasons there. So we'll see what happens, guys. If he gets that medical redshirt, he can go and play two seasons, his fifth and his sixth year, which is rare, but he did face two different injuries that he'll be able to do that. Now, to the team, um, I, I have no, no way to say that they would get a bye. They lost to NAU. They lost to Ball State. There's no buy in their in in their in their in their future right now. I'm seeing them as a five or six seed right out of the buy. 
Um, I'm seeing them. I had them at 11 and seven in Mac play. Both of these games were wins though. So I have to continue down that path of being a nine and nine team right now. Um, 500, it may get them the five or the six. They're going to play a home game though. And it's going to be against potentially a team like NAU ball state or, or one of these Miami, uh, tonight, especially it's going to be a game like that. So we'll see right now if, if they can get through this and if they can, I mean, I, I can't even predict them as, as, as a home game. I mean, I'm going to predict them to have to scratch and call. I mean, this team is just, just, just playing one-on-one ISO ball guys. I just, I just don't see them being more than the five or the six, with a little bit of hope and it could get squandered away here real quickly. If they can't take care of business on the road against Miami, if they, if they drop to zero and three, I'm, I'm even not sure about the home game. Yeah. I, I think if they drop to zero and three, I think all bets are off for Cleveland in general. Um, it's going to be very tough if that happens, but they oh, have, Tybee, don't say that to me. Oh. They have to turn things around quickly. And because you don't want them to discontinue to get, down and get on top of each other and not you know find any sort of chemistry we need that that to come around asap and we've been you know waiting for weeks and it's been sort of you know back and forth where they'll have you know two three games in a row where it looks like they finally find it and then the next game it's just the complete opposite and they you know look like they've never even been on the same floor together um, hopefully they'll be able to put a couple, you know, wins here together. You got Miami and then Ohio. I think both of them should be winnable for this Bulls team. Uh, if you do that, then, you know, maybe you can get at, you'll, you should be a five or six seed. Maybe you can claw to a four and get a bye. but it, it tonight is, is a, is a real key matchup early on in this max season that we weren't really expecting. No, I agree a hundred percent, man. It's one of those games where, you would never think in January, the third game of Mac play, that it's kind of actually a must win. Uh, it's crazy to say, yep. you know, you fall you, if you fall to Miami tonight, you're the only 0-3 team in the entire Mac East. Who knows what happens with Eastern and Toledo. They're the only other 0-2 teams in the Mac West. But, guys, huge game tonight. Bowls at Miami of Ohio in Oxford, 7 p.m. CBS Sports Network. But thanks for joining us once again. The General, Ty B, Kevin Masseri. You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And don't forget, hashtag buy from, from Bunt. Bunt. Beat Miami. Good night now.